This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well indeed. How is this the first week of Level 2? I think this is the first week of Level 2. Yes, no, it's, this it's is a week of Level 2. Yeah, we've had a week of Level 2 now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> anyway, oh, how know. has it's that gone? Um, it's weird. Like today, I went to the optometrist and <laughs> they, and I had an eye test, and they put the eye, the little glasses things on. You know those really uncomfortable little glasses, and my uh, mask made them fog up, and I couldn't see anything. So, yeah, I'm blind in level two, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and Other than that, it's all good. How's it with you? It's going very well indeed. Who are we introducing today? It is my great pleasure to introduce Tony O'Byrne. Tony uh, used to be here in Fakatani a long time ago, mm-hmm. really long time ago, which she's just reminded me about, <laughs> yeah. and that's really cool, and I'm really glad about that. Um, Tony's an adult student uh, studying counselling halfway through her counselling degree, and it's really, really cool to have you here. Thanks for joining us, Tony. Ah, thank you. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Welcome, Tony. Where are you, Tony? I'm in Rangiora, just outside of Christchurch, so North Canterbury. Is that home? Yeah, we've um, been here for oh four and a bit years now. Yeah, yeah. So it's home for now, but Canterbury has has always been home. So, how was your lockdown last year? I used to just say, "How was your bubble life?" But now it's got confusing. So, how was the big lockdown last <laughs> yeah, year for you? Oh, last year, last year was lots of fun because um, I had a I had a newborn baby, um, and we decided to go and do a bubble with my parents and my younger sister. She had. Um, she was kind of between flats and instead of moving in and doing a bubble with new flatmates that she didn't know, she decided to move back home and join us. So my empty nest appearance all of a sudden had a a very, very full house and it was full on. It was really, really intense. We kind of went really out of our way to make sure that it was lots of fun. So we were playing crazy board games and doing we did the lockdown championships so all sorts of challenges and things for that we had um we had three birthdays um in my family in that time um and (laughs) we kind of went bigger and bigger and bigger with each one with like full-on 
themes and you know like so we all dressed up we did themed food we decked out the entire house the poor person whose birthday it was would have to be out of it you know we'd, we'd be planning their birthday and we'd send them down to the other end of the house um for you know an hour at a time while we talked about their day we did a whole day full of activities um you know based around the theme with um with games and movies and whatever it was it was a lot <laughs> <laughs> i wonder how many family traditions that we look will look back on actually started during lockdown yeah yeah well we've now got the um the family trophy sitting on top of our of our fridge so so that's a new one and we we kind of felt like we had to go full out for everyone else's birthday so you know for the two adults who had their birthday outside of lockdown we pretended that we were back in lockdown and we threw like a full lockdown birthday again and then this year it's been like okay let's just go out for dinner (laughs) (laughs) it was an intense year (laughs) so how was lockdown with a little baby Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, you know, she, what was it? It was like seven weeks or something. So she was, she was two months um, when we first went in. And, you know, you can imagine the amount that she grew and changed in that time. And I think, you know, often I think, you know, now she's a, she's a very, very talkative, very, very active wee girl. And I often wonder how much of it is, attributable to that time you know like my my family's quite loud and when I say we play board games you know it's it's very robust debatey kind of board games and she'd just be you know so you know I'd be sitting at the table breastfeeding her you know as we're doing these kind of shouty um (laughs) intense games Um, and so I often think about how much of her personality was shaped during that time due to being around my dynamic um, extended family. <laughs> so when you all moved back into your own houses, was she looking around trying to find everyone? Yes, totally. I think she was like, oh, cool, just mum and dad. Like, And especially like when my husband went back to work, it was all of a sudden just me and her. And I think I often think about how, like, oh, how much of a letdown that must have felt like. <laughs> Very quiet all of a sudden. Actually, just before lockdown last year, um, my husband is Irish, um, and so his parents just managed to sneak in a holiday just before lockdown, um, and we managed to, you know, so they they were here for about three weeks. They, um, you know, we travelled all around the South Island. We, you know, we showed them around everywhere. We had total freedom, and then, you know, they they went back on the Saturday, and I think. Jacinda announced the lockdown on the Monday that it was happening on the Wednesday. So it was just the craziest timing. But, you know, but for those three weeks before that as well, she'd had this crazy intense, you know, life with being road tripped around the countryside and, you know, always having a full house as well. So it was a, um, <laughs> it was a lot for a, um, for a poor wee baby for, a, <laughs> for a long period of time. So, you know, her normal was, during that time was probably not that normal at all. And I imagine that people that aren't in your close family, they wouldn't have got to see her for quite a long time. So mm-hmm. it's all of a sudden, this is this instead of a tiny baby, this little girl appears. Yeah, yeah, like our, um, our neighbours, we actually, we 
we live in a house that kind of backs onto our um our neighbor's house and we we have a shared lawn area you know so she spends a lot of time on there and they can see her in her, her nursery window and they got a huge shock um, when they <laughs> when they saw her again and you know she kind of moved from that totally helpless newborn phase into you know a baby that smiles and laughs and gurgles and you know um sits up propped up and you know um she was very very different and we have a um we're involved in um in a church community as well that we see quite a lot of um and so you know there's so many of our friends there that we're used to seeing a lot of her um all of a sudden hadn't and you know they just changed so much she was like a, a different person a different baby in that time eh let's put in your first music choice let's have leanne womack i hope you dance mm -hmm. why this one ah uh, i think i mean it's it's apt that we're talking about my daughter because i you know I, I can't hear this song now without thinking you know like this is this is my wish for the way that she would participate in life um and that's you know participating fully that's um you know it, it talks about you know, your reaction to nature, um, feeling small when you stand beside the ocean. Um, but mostly it's about, you know, I hope you dance. I hope when you hear music, when there's a dance floor that you get out and you join it. Um, and that's the way that I try and live my life. Um, and, you know, that, that would be one of my greatest hopes for her as well, that she can look back on life and say that she participated fully.
So, Tony Mawira said that you are studying to be a counsellor? Mm-hmm, yeah. How's that going? Oh, I love it. I, oh, I, I love it so much. I love um, being in the, in the position of getting to hear people's, you know, most, most vulnerable, most raw um, stories. You know, it, it's such a privileged position. Um, and so up, up until now, I've been doing a lot of that, um, you know, practicing with my classmates and as well like practicing being in that space myself you know they they say that you can't lead someone where you haven't gone so kind of the first part of the degree is about (laughs) unraveling all of us and bringing out all of our deepest stuff um, you know so that we know what it's like um for the person and the in the client's chair um and now i'm i'm on placement this year um at a local community trust um and yeah the the stories that that people share with me is incredible and just the the really deep human connection um that you get when you're you know when you're two people sitting in a room sharing really really hard stuff and and sometimes really you know really fun stuff as well I think people think of counseling and they think that it's all tears and your deepest darkest stuff and and sometimes it is really challenging um work that we do together but you know I 
I have lots of clients that I have big laughs with and we celebrate when things go really well. And, and so it's, yeah, it's getting to work, walk that whole journey of life and, and all of its um, ups and downs and, and forms is, is amazing getting to do that with a huge variety of people. I love it. <laughs> and are you still on placement? Is, is it, are you on placement during lockdown? Yeah, it's, um, that's pretty challenging. Um, so being in, being in level two, we can go back, um, on site so I can go back to the, um, to the agency. Although obviously with a lot of restrictions, we've got to wear masks and that's for the whole time during the whole conversation. Um, and you can imagine it's pretty, it's pretty difficult to have that really personal face-to-face deep connection when, when you have this mask as, a barrier um, between you. So it's definitely creative. And then things like, you know, we, I work with quite a few children. And so, so much of your work with them is creative therapy and is drawing and using sand tray work and playing games together and, you know, using all of this stuff. Um, And of course, we can't be sharing pens and playing in sand and, and things like that. So it's, it's definitely having to get really creative with the way that we work um and of course you know there, there's some people that are, are choosing not to come in and and wear masks or not to come in you know in, until we're down to level one which is completely understandable it's a um it's a huge anxiety thing for for some people at the moment um and so we're talking to those people on zoom or just on a phone call um as we did through level two um yeah, but you can imagine it's a it's a really really different way of working. Yeah. So what's the what's the trade off, or where does the balance sit? Are you better off having somebody there with you in a mask, or seeing their face on a screen? Mm, it's a hard one. Um, I would still prefer the face to face. Definitely, you know, there's still that eye connection. There's still that we're in this shared space. Um, and and as I say, like it does force you to to be really creative. Like last last week, I, I had a little girl, um, and it was a nice day. And I decided, well, actually, instead of us just sitting here in this room where you're just surrounded by all the stuff that you usually get to play with, and I'm saying <laughs> sorry, can't touch. You know, it's <laughs> just reminding her of what she can't do. Let's go outside. So we sat on the picnic table, and we I the the place where I'm in placement is. Um, is amazing um and so there's also a community garden um on the property as well and so just filled with with flowers and things and and so I, I said why don't we go and you know decorate this this picnic table and I got a wee vase and you know I want you to to go and pick some flowers and to kind of do a, a flower arrangement before we get started and that was such a cool way of um you know, I guess breaking the ice and being like, hey, look, we're we're in this really weird situation. Um, but, you know, here's some way that we can have some fun with it. And so, yeah, it's really challenging, <laughs> to, you know, to do little fun things of that and making the most of of the situation. But um, yeah, I mean, Zoom's OK. That can work, too. I can, you know, I can draw, th- you know, where I usually might get someone to to draw things out, and you know, 
I can get them to describe it to me and, you know, I'll draw it and then I'll hold it up to the, <laughs> to the, um, to the screen. And is this right? And is this exactly where you'd put this mark? And, you know, and that's in some ways, um, I, I especially witnessed this with a, another young girl, um, a 12 year old girl I was working with. I kind of noticed how she was, um, how she just seemed to gain more life and, um, and smiles through the sessions. And, and I was thinking, I think it's because she's getting to direct me. She, you know, <laughs> she got to tell me when, no, 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 that looks wrong. No, you put that in the wrong place. Yeah. Just over there. No, move, keep going, keep going. You know, she could, she could start getting, you know, um, a little bit bossy and telling me what to do. And, you know, it's a little bit of that role reversal that allowed. So that was quite cool. Um, being the same size yeah, on the screen as an equalizer. Totally. And, you know, we're, we're both in a new, you know, I, I can genuinely say this is all new to me as well. And I, you know, um, I don't know what I'm doing with this <laughs> Zoom counselling any more than you do. Um, totally, totally an equaliser. Um, but for sure, like there's the, there's the chance of, you know, something glitching out and you're not quite being misunderstood, you know, like with any kind of digital communication you you might not quite hear my tone or you know you, you might get the wrong idea and I guess it's the same with masks as well where you can't quite read my facial expression the same I can't quite use my face to convey empathy and understanding and being here with you the same way that I might um my eyes are probably working overtime and theirs will be too <laughs> I presume that as soon as we don't have to wear masks you won't be wearing masks in that situation. But are there things no. that you will take forward from it? You know, that you're talking about them perhaps being more creative. Is that the sort of thing that will stick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, or I hope it does. I, I really hope it does. I hope that we don't fall back into, you know, in, in so many different parts of life into doing things the way that they've always been done because that's the way that we do them but um yeah I think definitely having to I think especially being a student as well you tend to just go oh I heard about this really cool exercise oh I was at this workshop and somebody did this amazing thing whereas it it allowed me to think of things for you know of exercises and things that I wanted to try for myself um and so it probably gave me a bit of, you know it, it's maybe given me a bit of confidence um to not just you know follow the techniques that I know and the, um you know work within the framework that I know but that maybe I can stretch it and make it my own a little bit more almost like it's permission to be more creative yeah I think so I think so and I hope that that goes forward yeah bubble sprite of the forest of Orokunui Dunedin's favorite goddess Tahu Mackenzie Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui, kia koutou, koutahua hau. I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars in your beloved universes. I really hope wherever you are and whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining and illuminating for you more and more each day. Who you are, a triumph of nature's art perfect, unique, and here making things better. Thank you. 
So as we know, the last more than a year has been very intense and challenging for us all, all over the world. We are united by the experience of this global pandemic. And in many ways, this experience has enabled us to grow and change and co-evolve and learn and see new ways of doing, being, seeing, feeling and also allowing new aspects of ourselves to come forward in order to support us and those around us. So in many ways this has been an experience which has changed things for us forever. In other ways many aspects have stayed the same, that innately as a species we respond to change and we adapt to change. And it's so important that we acknowledge all the feelings, all the emotions, all of the uncertainties, all of the wobbles, all of the fear, all of the pain, all the suffering, all these things that are our responses to change and uncertainty. And when we acknowledge that we are having these feelings, we share these feelings, this can lighten the load. We no longer feel alone. We no longer feel there's something wrong with us because we're not happily trundling along on automatic pilot, completely accepting everything that's taking place, taking it in our stride. For me at the moment, of course, lots and lots has changed in my life as a result of COVID. And I am appreciating and I am enjoying every day the opportunities to connect and offer support to those around me and to accept their support and to be able to talk about the experiences that we're having and of course this is such a wonderful thing about this show that it is a space where we can share and we can be real about the experience so thank you to Sam and the whole Blowing Bubbles team for this opportunity for the ability to share and to connect in this way I'm so grateful and it's helped me so much in this time having these five minutes with you I've just been adventuring about and delivering my peek peek a bird feeders to my ten and of course over this time that connection with the living world the natural world has been so important and so comforting to all of us having that reconnection with our backyard space with our neighborhood space with the native birds with all the visitors to our garden this has been such a precious time and in talking with my lovely friends at Marta 10 of course they've been sharing their experiences with me and I just see this as a gift what a wonderful wonderful ability that we have to empathize and to connect to enable one another to feel loved and supported even if it's just for a few minutes in conversation just by acknowledging that we're sharing the same experience although uniquely for ourselves for each of us having a sense of that collective grief and hope is so helpful so I really hope for you you're having the opportunity to talk and connect and share with those around you and I really hope that this brings you a sense of comfort and a sense of that oneness that we're all part of and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon thanks so much Kakite. you're listening to blowing bubbles we're talking with Tony O'Byrne
Tony, there's a question I've been asking everybody um, since, I guess since this lockdown especially, or maybe just before, as it seemed like this lockdown was coming. And that is, if you think about the barriers that our kids have between them and their future, things like homelessness, the future of work, climate change, um, education inequity, uh, impending global financial collapse. There's just like so many things, and and the, our kids are bombarded with this every day, and and I see it like this wall made of these enormous bricks, and they've got to somehow navigate their way from where they are around over under or through this thing to get to the future but how do we enable them to do that yeah that's <laughs> that's not a small question um no, and for sure you know like i i guess i am a while now but i don't think of myself as that that long out of high school but um my job before this was I was a, um, a youth pastor and a youth worker in high schools. And I was just constantly amazed at how different life is for teenagers than it was when I was at school, um, which, as I say, doesn't feel ages and ages ago. But, um, yeah, the amount of stress um, and the, the things that they're having to think about that we just didn't growing up. Um, I don't know. I think I think the answer to a lot of those things lie in like genuine community. I believe that that's where hope is found and and people actually coming together and doing life in like genuine, helping, vulnerable, real relationship with each other and, and not just dumping all the, you know, the kids together and saying, you guys sort it out, you are the future. Like that sounds really empowering, but I don't think it is. I'm talking, you know, like real intergenerational, um, genuine relationships. I think oh, something that's so obvious to me, like it's obvious in my generation, it's obvious in my parents' generation, but I feel like it's really playing out so much with this coming generation is this whole like Western ideal of individualism and independence and you being an independent person who got where you are of your own merit and you know and by yourself and because you worked hard and you didn't need anybody else like you know we we, we hold that up as something to really strive for and to really be admired being a real self-starter um and it's it's not realistic like some people become successful that way um but like what are they what are they sacrificing um, and, and I feel like so many kids are, and people are, are falling into all of those things that you that you mentioned or feeling real hopelessness about the things that they can't change that, you know, by themselves, the, the climate, the financial climate, um, you know, things like that, that what's a teenager supposed to do about that by themselves um, when, when actually we were never supposed to solve problems? on our own we were never supposed to do any form of life on our own like what what's the point of of you know sometimes it feels like through school they're just being put through the system of you know studying hard by themselves getting good grades getting to university getting a career so they can be successful and then what like what's the point of being at the top and you know and being really lonely through it because nobody ever taught you about the value of 
Wait, I get really emotional about this because, you know, I, I, I see it in the lives of so many people that I care about. I see it in my own life until I really started understanding what I was being taught and how, you know, we're the only kind of society that actually values this way. And, and you know, why does no Indigenous culture live valuing the individual over community? Um, why is it just the colonized cultures and in Western society? And why can we not look around us and realize how wrong we're getting it? Um, yeah, just relying on each other more, inviting people to speak into our lives, um, you know, admitting that we don't have all the answers and that we need as much help as we can get. You know, like we, we throw around, you know, phrases like it takes a village and, and things like that. But I don't know if we like actually believe it or actually live it. And I feel like that's where the hope is for the next generation is, is teaching them that and modeling that and showing them genuine relationships where people are really there for each other, can really be counted on and really allow them to to impact us as well you know being humble enough to be like oh hey I you know I, I may be a 30 year old woman but maybe this 15 year old kid can teach me something um yeah that's my that two is cents. a very good answer <laughs> <laughs> so how do we rebuild that community what's the what is the stepping what's the next step for us do you reckon to start rebuilding community where does it start from I I think that that humility really comes into it into you know into actually saying oh I need help I you know not being afraid to to ask for help and modeling that as as something that's that's normal um you know cultivating relationships where you know like mentoring type relationships seeking out people that you know that can input into our lives and that then seeking out other relationships where, where we can input as well. Um, I'll never forget a, um, a, a good friend when I was about to get married. Um, and actually, like, we were in a, a different kind of a situation because my husband was still living over in Ireland and I just moved back to New Zealand. Um, we're getting married in a few months. And so I was telling my friend about how we were doing our pre-marriage counselling online via Zoom. And actually, it was really funny because the couple that we were that were facilitating it they were in america so we were doing it over three different time zones but my friend looked at me and she was like oh, i'm so sorry i had no idea that you guys were struggling and i was like what and i'm like oh shivers she doesn't realize that that it's a thing to ask people for input and ask people for advice before you really need it you know people think of putting up your hand and seeking therapy or seeking counseling as like a last resort. I'm, you know, I'm really, really struggling here instead of well, everyone can do with some input from, you know, from people who've walked the walk and people who may have a little bit more wisdom or experience in this area than I do. Um, and so I, I, I think it starts with that being willing to be the, to be that person for anyone who might need it um and then being willing to to ask that as well and yeah giving people permission to speak into your life in those like really uncomfortable places you know like your your relationships and your finances and all the things that you like to keep hidden um 
to to actually open them up and just see how much richer they can be with with the input of people that you know <laughs> that have something valuable to say in in those areas um teaching that i think is a start it's not the whole answer definitely not but it might be helpful Tony, I need to squeeze in the second of your music choices, the Black Seeds, Call Me Down. Mm-hmm. Why this? Hmm. I wanted to pick something that reminds me of, reminds me of summer, reminds me of actually like the, really the particular time in my life when I was living in Fakatane, and, you know, I think of the beach and I think of the backyard barbecue and that kind of vibe, you know, Fat Freddy's, Cora, Shapeshifter, Cat fire that kind of um yeah and I I chose call me down I chose black seeds um I love I I I think it kind of echoes a little bit of that like connectedness that we've been talking about you know it talks about you know from the hilltops to the sea you know that kind of connection with the earth and just that idea that I'm not here by myself um then the whole idea of like let your love wash over me and I'm sure this isn't what the <laughs> what what the artists were thinking when they wrote the song, but something I really get over it is, you know, just like accepting love and allowing people to love me for who I am and not having to earn it and not having to strive and do all these things and then maybe one day I'll be lovable. But just accepting the fact that, you know, I'll just allow the love to wash over me as I am right now. Yeah.
Tony, we've seen lots of changes in society over the last... I nearly said two years. It's not quite two years, is it? The last year and a half or so. Nearly two years. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is going to stick and what do you hope will stick? I hope that we appreciate the little things. I hope that, you know, we when we one day, uh, you know, uh, are living in a world where we can move freely again, where we can you know, do all these things that we're right now that we're talking about how we miss so much and that we, you know, that we want to do so much. Um, I hope that we can really appreciate it. I hope that we can make the most of seeing the people that we care about, you know, people that while we're in lockdown, we're realizing that, that we're missing. I, I hope that we really go on and, you know, and make the most of those relationships and, and don't take them for granted. Um, and, you know, and tell people, tell people how important they are to us. Um, you know, tell the people that are valuable in our lives that they are. And, you know, because I don't know, I'm definitely realizing, you know, the people that I don't get to see or the people that I, that I don't get to talk to um, as often. I realize how much I miss that. Um, and I hope that I don't just take it for granted when, you know, <laughs> when it's all back to normal and that this is just a memory of that strange couple of years <laughs> when we spent way too much time inside. Like, yeah. What do you think? We we're asked a question about what we do about preparing the kids for this. But what do you think we can take from the pandemic, the pandemic response for those bigger sorts of questions, things like climate change, social inequity, the sorts of things that we can't solve by staying inside for a bit and watching Netflix or playing board games. The idea that it's not about me, it's about it's, it's about something bigger than me and I may really hate lots of things about this and I may find it super, super convenient, but, you know, that that idea of, we're looking out for each other and we're doing this to protect other people and to, you know, to look at the bigger picture and be able to stay connected in the future. And, you know, and I, and I think that's kind of what it comes down to in a lot of ways with lots of those other problems that you were talking about, Mawita, you know, the homelessness, finances, the climate, drugs, um, and, you know, like looking outside ourselves and being like, oh, well, just because it doesn't affect me doesn't mean that it's not really important that I do something about it. Um, yeah. But you were also talking before about humility. And one of the things is to to not take on responsibility for thinking that you personally have to fix all of those things. Yes, I can do my part. Um, and, you know, I will do the most that I can do. But, yeah, acknowledging that I'm one of many Um yeah, I'm not going to step out of the community because it's an uncomfortable and difficult place to be in right now. But um, yeah, I'm not going to try and do things on my own that were meant to be done by a group, a huge group either. (laughs) Some questions to end the show with. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? I don't know. I just want to say my little girl. Can you call her like <laughs> another human being a success? Can I claim her? Because <laughs> she's wonderful. <laughs> she's the most amazing person. And I, you know, um, I think I guess I would feel those moments of success, like when I'm in, like you know, just 
a moment where I feel, yeah, I, okay, I guess my my biggest success, because, you know, I can't claim her, she's her, um, would be when I feel like I'm like, you know, I'm just fully present with her and I'm fully appreciating her um, for the amazing little person that she is. Um, that feels, that that feels like I'm, no matter what else is going on or not happening or, you know, <laughs> not going as it should in my life right now, you know, like that in itself feels like success. Yeah, I'll take it. So we're writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. You are in that team. What's your superpower? What's got you into the mansion? Oh, that's a very hard question to ask a New Zealander who doesn't want to, you know, <laughs> blow my own horn too much. Um, maybe just, and is this a superpower that I think I have or that I would really want? that you think you have because if we can understand what people are what people are bringing to the to the team to the collective then then we can start to say okay that's what we need to be bottling that's what we need to be teaching that's what we need Mm. to 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 make a real difference i think i think an ability to really listen to someone's story and really try and try and find out who they really are um yeah, I like to think that people feel my my goal in in being with someone would be that they would feel heard and seen by me and valued. Yeah. So, do you consider yourself to be an activist? I I never would have used that term, but yeah, I guess so. And in some small way, yeah, I I have ideas about you know the world that I would like to see, and I guess I'm doing what you know what I can to be a small part of that so yeah I guess that is kind of the definition (laughs) eh? so what motivates you (laughs) what what gets you out of bed in the morning (laughs) usually my little girl being like mommy (laughs) mommy mommy (laughs) no (laughs) yeah those those days where I get to um where I never know what what story someone might tell what um I love stories. I love people's stories. Um, yeah, when I, yeah, not not knowing like what um, what encounters I might have with someone, you know, like how I might get the chance to impact someone in a small way, but also like how I might be shaped and challenged and and impacted by um, a, by someone else as well. Like I think that's exciting. Uh, yeah, when you allow people to change you yeah not knowing what growth might come today that sounds cheesy (laughs) but it's it's kind of true so what challenge or opportunity are you looking forward to in the next year or so Hmm. um hopefully finishing up this year of study i'm just kind of like summer 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 at the moment (laughs) (laughs) but i think i don't know just getting closer and closer to the kind of things that that we've been talking about and I guess you know like for me as a student it's having you know getting more and more skills and more and more practice and more and more confidence and you know and how to best be there for someone and how to best um you know be able to to help someone to to improve their life to live their life the you know the way that is best for them to thrive um yeah, and so to be able to do that in a in a more skilled way 
that's that's exciting that's a that's a really cool opportunity as i say i love that i get the privilege to <laughs> to actually do that it blows my mind actually <laughs> And lastly, you said that before that people should ask for advice before they need it. So do you have any advice for our listeners? <laughs> um, I mean, really, that would, pro- would probably be, be a huge thing. Um, but I, I guess something that we haven't really touched on too much yet um, that has been really, really helpful for me in the last couple of years is – yeah, it's just learning to like to be, you know, rather than doing, 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 you know, and I, I, I talked a little bit before about how we hold that up as an ideal. What have you achieved? What have you done? But like just to be how you are right now and to appreciate that and to, you know, reflect on how it's not how you were last year or a month ago. And, you know, you've grown so much. And I think we don't we don't take the time to reflect on where we've come from and actually appreciate, wow, I've been through a whole lot and I've, you know, I've developed a whole lot. Um, and it's just, okay, you know, it's okay to just keep on doing that. Even if it feels like I don't do anything else, like that's huge. That's enough. Thank you for that. Moira. Tony, it's funny, um, all the, you know, 299 shows, um, they seem they we seem to run in these themes each week and, and often it's not by design, but this week is definitely the theme of young people and their well being. And so I guess I just want to say thank you for this commitment that you have made to improving the lives of our young people, giving them a voice, giving them hope and helping them to find their way forward. It is an extraordinary gift to give. And, and you've committed your whole life to giving it. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Thanks for giving me a, you know, it's quite a unique opportunity to talk about, you know, the random things that are dear to your heart. So yeah, thanks for that. That felt like a gift. Thank you. You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We have a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. This is Catch a Fire with Get Away. I'm Tommy Wayne, it's always Bay Dunedin, with Moira Karatai in Fakatani, and we've been joined from Rangiora by Tony O'Byrne. That was Blowing Bubbles, we hope you enjoyed the show. I'm feeling blousy, blousy from last night's party. In the back of my mind, I gotta work today. Couldn't find my shoes too la di da me car broke down, me missus left me with the baby now And I can't make that day today, it might have to be another day I said I'm sorry I said I'm sorry, ooh yeah I gotta get away sometimes, oh yeah I got to get away Slip away sometimes Oh yeah I got to slip away
podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.